We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on? Welcome everybody in to our first ever, we're going to call it our Garage Beers mini episodes. It's our first ever Garage Beers What Did We Miss This Week episode. The idea from this came from Chad. We release, we record our episodes or we we do them live every Tuesday and then we release them every Thursday and inevitably by the time Friday comes around, some stuff has happened. Yeah. And if we wait until next week to talk about it, it's too late. So we're going to do, we're going to start Friday nights. We're going to start doing what did we miss this week? And we're going to just do little mini episodes. So welcome to our first one. It's going to be about a half hour of just what did we miss this week? Joining you as always, I am Michael Key from the Garage Beers Podcast. And with me over on the east side of Cleveland, it's Chad Meyer. What's up, Chad? Hi. I like this idea, man. I like this idea. Yeah, I thought it'd be a little, you know, fun. I mean, because there's plenty of other topics that we can talk about. I mean, it's not just Cleveland stuff. There's plenty of other stuff just out there in the sports world that we missed that'd be kind of fun to talk about. So I figured, why not? Why not do this? And I got to tell you, Mike, I got to tell you, before we get into stuff, though, you know, going off of our movie little things that we did last week or that we did on the episode, uh, I thought of something else today. If we if if the show, you, me and Joey were characters in a movie what characters would we would we play? Oh, dang. We're, and, I think we may have to talk about that. And, and I, I got to tell you, my ideas right off the bat, I feel like I nailed them. Like, I feel like I nailed them. Like, I feel like Joey would be the tech guy. Like, he'd be, like, hauled up in an elevator shaft somewhere, and, like, he'd be, like, breaking into the security system. Like, you know, and he, he's the guy with the earpiece in going, like, get out of there, man! Get out of there! <laughs> so, actually, if it's Joey, he'd be like, uh, dudes, we're fucked. Just leave. Just yeah, leave. we're all going to die. We're all going to die. It's fine. Yeah. 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 And you, you would be the hesitant guy. Like, like you would like, you would, you, you would be like, Oh, God. hesitant. Yeah. You'd be like, Oh God, guys, do we have to do this? I, it's an action comedy that I have in my head. Like, <laughs> I guess it's what you would be, is what you would be. Like you would be the Nicholas cage to my Sean Connery that in the, in the rock. Like that's okay. exactly what you would be. So what the hell are you? But I, I'm the badass. Yeah, I'm Sean Connery. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That goes down as the weirdest badass, maybe of all time. No, no, God no. You can't so see listen. me going. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was go just going to say. Into it. Let's get in there. It's not. It's not our normal uh, th- uh, Tuesday night live episode, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to have a drink. Now I will tell you this. I'm going to monitor Twitter. Uh, I did not clear this yet. 
with our friends at the OBR. <laughs> and so I'm only broadcasting this out to our Twitter page okay. uh, this time around. However, next week, hopefully, they say, hey, we don't do anything on Friday nights anyways, and they let us broadcast this mini episode out on Twitter, or on, on their Twitch, which means we'll be able to see the comments here tonight. But Twitter doesn't share comments into StreamYard, which is what we use. And so I'll monitor, if you're joining us, you can still jump in the comments. I'll monitor those on Twitter and give you call-outs uh, as well. And, uh, and again, just get used to this, because this is something you can expect just about every Friday night. I mean, I know sometimes things are going to come up, but uh, once we get this thing rolling a little bit, even if it's just me or just Chad, we'll get this out, things we missed uh, uh, through, through the week. But just because we're not live on our regular Tuesday night doesn't mean I'm, I don't have a beverage. It's true. It's true. Me and the kids did a pool day, to, and the wife did a pool day today, so margaritas in hand. All right. Nice. Chad just got home from work, so I, I don't know yeah. if there's any beverages there. But I mean, later there will be. <laughs> but later there will be beverages. Yes, yes. So I'll, listen. Without a doubt. Um, we've got a few topics we want to hit on here uh, during the show. And the first one, um, we're going to start with hockey. And we're going to start with a couple things. Uh, big news for a former Blue Jacket, a former Blue Jackets uh, head coach. Uh, yeah. But then some, some words that got said from a former, uh, not a former, a friend of ours, uh, a former guest of ours. Uh, and so we want to dive into that, but big news this week, the Philadelphia Flyers, it's, it's, it's not been any secret. The Philadelphia Flyers hired John Tortorella as their next head coach. Again, that's been something that's been talked about pretty much this entire off season or what well, we're not even in the off season yet, but since the regular season ended, uh, the Flyers have been really interested in John Tortorella. And uh, so Cam Atkinson is reunited with his former coach and John Tortorella, who, Again, we're going to get into some comments that were made by our buddy Brandon Dubinsky uh, and what he said to us. Uh, but before we do that, I mean, listen, as, as, a, as a Blue Jackets fan, as, as friends of the Blue Jackets, John Tortorella to this point is the best coach that's ever coached the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, and so got to get credit there. And now he's got another head coaching job in Philadelphia. Chad, what was your first thought when you saw that happen? Oh, man. You know, the Flyers are a team that really need an identity. And if there's one thing that John Tortorella does well is he sure has an identity. John Tortorella comes in uh, with a system and it's it's whether you like it or not, you're you're going to you're going to play in that system. You're going to hit the standard that he sets for that system or you're you're not going to play. You're you're not going to get any ice time. You're going to sit. He's going to challenge guys. I mean, he is a, he's an old school, hard nosed uh, hockey coach. And, and that's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, these guys are generally a dying breed uh, in this day and age. Uh, but, you know, for some reason, if, if they go to the right situation, I'm not saying this is going to, I'm not saying this, this works for every team nowadays, but if they go to the right situation, uh, it, it can still work. And I think the Flyers are probably the perfect situation. Hell, the city of Philadelphia is a perfect situation for John Tortorella. Uh, just because they, 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 they want a guy with like, that has like a little bit of fuck you in him. They, they, they want He's a guy. Got that. Has, yeah. They want a guy who has a, you know, whose, whose teams kind of play on the edge a little bit. And that's what, I mean, and that's kind of what he asks uh, some of his guys to do, and and he's he's gonna try to get the best out of you, and if you don't like it, you're not gonna play. So, for for the I I don't know if I like it as far as a, like a general NHL job, but for the city of Philadelphia and the Flyers, I think it's a it's, it's a good opportunity for him. Yeah, it's gonna be real interesting. Obviously, the Flyers 
Uh, well, they, they thought they were going to be better than what they were uh, last year. So obviously very disappointed uh, parting ways with their former head coach and, and, and looking to go in a different direction. And John Tortorella certainly brings, again, his, his kind of own flair. And, and it's, it's going to be interesting because we've talked about it in a lot of different sports. We've talked about it in, in football and, and, and college sports and all that. John Tortorella is still that kind of that coach that wants to come in and have his own way. And he's going to do things his own way and his style. And that means kind of this new way of maybe appeasing players. I, I hate to even say that because I feel more like, and I don't know about you, Chad, but I feel like more like the new way is like maybe understanding that the coach and the player is more of a symbiotic relationship as opposed to like, a, I'm the authority. You're the player. I say what goes and you listen and I think now it's more of a, hey, we need to figure this out as a group. Torts is more of a, Torts is more of a, like, I'm going to tell you how this is going to go and you're going to listen to me or else. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how the team responds to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in this day and age in sports, it's, it's, it's more of a, uh, it, it's more of a, you got to know when to push the buttons and when not to. And, and, and Torts doesn't, doesn't really seem to have that. You know, it's, it's kind of yeah. a my way or the highway kind of thing. Uh, but if he, um, yeah, yeah. If the good thing, the good news for the flyers is there's a, there's a guy on the team. You mentioned him, Cam Atkinson that has uh, experienced torts before. So he can, he can get that, get that, uh, get together with his teammates. I'm sure he's texting with him right now, uh, to, 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 to kind of give him a background of what to expect. So I I don't think this seems going to be blindsided going into the season, going into training camp, but they better be prepared to, uh, Get their ass kicked, for lack of a better term. And and I do have have one more question before we get into Brandon Dubinsky's comments and then what he said to you. Um, One of the things that I always said about torts was the the guys that have been around torts for a couple of years tended Mm -hmm. to like him, right? Like we talked about Nick Foligno. Nick Foligno loved playing for torts. But it was always the guys that like first got around towards that like first experience, maybe the first year or first couple months or whatever, where they're not used to that. Well, now you're putting him on a new team to get used to that. Uh, (laughs) Do you you think that's going to be any kind of sticking point? Or do you think towards, or do you think towards has maybe learned something over this, maybe this last, his, his last year of not being an NHL head coach? He's, he's definitely learned, but I think, I still think he kind of shades toward that, that, that old school mentality. I mean, you saw, I forget who the player was this year. I think it was actually McDavid where he just made this just fancy, very highly skilled goal. And he just didn't like it. He just did not like it at all. He called it, he called it players, players should still play a good, honest hockey game. You know, you know, he still has that old school mentality about him. So I, I think, but I do think he's gone from being like less honest of a psycho. Hockey. Yeah. Like, 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 good, like honest hockey. Of, yeah. Like a less of a All psycho. Right. That's what he called it. He called it on the broadcast. He called it a good, honest hockey game. Okay. But he's, he's gone from like less of being a psycho uh, to trying to adapt. But I just, I don't think he's there yet. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Flyers handle it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. So just like he did when he was on our podcast, Brandon Dubinsky made some some national headlines when he tweeted out just Flyers players with a little prayer hands like we're praying for you. And so so you reached out to Brandon. We actually tried to get him to come on with us for a couple minutes, but he's going to be at a Little League game tonight. And so he can't make it. But he did respond to you. And I do want to I do think it's fair to read his one reaction. And he said this. He said, I wasn't being sarcastic. So that wasn't just a tweet to like joke around. He said, he said that guy, he said that guy shouldn't have a job is what he said. Yeah. He said that it will stunt the growth of some of the players there. So we will see what happened. It's 2022, not 1999 anymore. And the world is significantly different. That is exactly what Brandon Dubinsky said to you via text, just literally an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts, Chad? Uh, you know, I, I think Dubinsky is also coming from a place because he had him in New York as well. And, and this was, you know, you know, over a decade ago uh, and he had him in New York as well. And that's and that's when Torts was still, you know, full fledged Torts. Like he wasn't he, he wasn't the guy that, you know, is trying to adapt now and adjust to today's generation of player. So I think I think that part of that is where is 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 where, you know, the place that Dubinsky is coming from, uh, you know, but on the other side of that, uh, I also think that, you know, in today's A and he does have to adapt because it is a complete, he is right. He's very right. It is a completely different world than it is. It was in 1999. You guys, you have to, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, as a coach nowadays, you have to know when to push buttons or when a guy needs maybe just you know to sit down and maybe have an emotional conversation with him yeah. or, you know, you, you, you have to know how to read the room. Nowadays, you can't just be, you can't just be this, you know, like that, 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 that fuck you in that room. You can't be that way in, in today's day and age. So, 
We'll see. Like I, I just, said, man, I, I, I understand where Dubinsky's coming from, seeing as how he's given his experience with torts. Uh, yeah. But so, so I, I see it. I see. I love it. it. That's, I, I just love how anytime Brandon Dubinsky talks, it's like it blasts out over all. So I don't know what that guy's got, but it, I remember when we had him on the show and he made the Sidney Crosby comment, my phone died like three times in one day because of all the like, ping, 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 ping. Look what Brandon Dubinsky said on the Garage Beers podcast. Every time he says something, it blows up. And it happened again today. I, I, I look at my phone today and it's like Brandon Dubinsky or former Blue Jacket or whatever uh, says something about John Tortorella. And we were like, oh, here it goes again. So he I don't know what the, like, that guy's got the golden touch. He should be like, he should have his own show, I think. He tweets like every four days, but when he does, it's a fucking electric factory. <laughs> <laughs> laser beams from Dubinsky. Listen, yeah. we're going to get off. Uh, one last question for you. Uh, knowing, knowing a little bit about the Flyers, do you think that maybe with an maybe with like a, a guy in John Tortorella that has maybe said, okay, I can't be exactly the way I have been. Yeah. Do you think he's the kind of guy that that team needs? Well, and that's another thing. You know, I asked a follow-up to to Brendan. Uh, you know that I'm. You know, I don't know if he'll respond to me or not about it. But I asked him. I said, "What? You know, why? Why do you think these guys keep getting shots? You know, is can keep keep getting considered for jobs? Like, do, does is there a lot of old heads in the NHL that think that this type of style is the is the kick in the ass that their team needs, or or is it is it lack of options? Because I mean, obviously, these guys, this today's day and age, the NHL." front offices have to know that the, like he said, the world is significantly yeah. different, but I, 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 I'm not sure. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, because the flyers, again, they, they, they need an identity, but at the same time too, Philadelphia has always has, is still searching for a goaltender. It seems like ever since Ron Hextall uh, stopped being the goaltender of the Philadelphia Flyers, they've been searching and searching and searching for a goaltender. So until they find that, I don't think anything that Torts implements is, is going to be very good for the Flyers. Well, it's interesting nonetheless. Dubinsky's comments go off to the moon as they always do, and we'll see how Torts does in Philadelphia. Our next topic, and we've got three that we want to hit on on this uh, on this little mini episode. What we missed this last week after our episode came out, or after we did it live on Tuesday. Uh, and again, if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen. We had uh, we had our buddy Doug Plagans. He's the radio voice of the Florida Panthers. He comes on with us because he was the radio voice of the Cleveland Monsters. Uh, and, and he's awesome. He is awesome. Yeah. He previewed the NHL finals with us, the Stanley cup finals. Uh, uh, and he was great. So go listen to episode 120 if you missed it. Uh, but our next topic is going to center around our own Cleveland guardians, big, huge news thing, something that's been rumored yeah. again for a yeah. while, but huge news, David Blitzer, a man that is a, a part owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, mm -hmm. a part owner of the New Jersey devils. David Blitzer has bought a, a I think it's 30% minority yeah, stake. Like 25 to 30%, yeah. Yeah, minority stake in the Cleveland Guardians with the option over the next six years to buy a controlling stake if the Dolans choose to sell the team to David Blitzer. I don't know that you can be anything but excited about this. Yeah, I don't know either. And the, the way I read it, I said, you know, if he chooses, if he chooses to buy controlling interest in the Guardians, um, th there's a six-year window. I, I, for the way I read it, was in six years he will have controlling interest in the Guardians. And, and that's then, but the, the but, choice but is the Dolans. They could do it sooner. 
yeah, they could do it sooner. But like from what I read, like six years and like Blitzer's going to be the owner. And yeah, I don't know how you can't be anything but excited. I mean, this guy has, I mean, for those that complain about the Dolans and the, and the money and the spending and all the way, this guy has plenty of money. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I don't know how you can be anything excited because you're going to get extra capital over the next six years if that's how long it takes for him to have controlling interest. You're, you're going to have a huge influx of capital to where you can go sign some guys that you might not have been able to sign before. And this virtually, well, not virtually, it doesn't guarantee it, but say, say Shane Bieber is asking for, I don't know, $200 million in this offseason. You have a better chance at doing that now with this influx of capital than you would have if 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 Paul Dolan was still the sole owner of this team. So yeah, how could you be anything but excited? Listen, you think Jose I, Ramirez I, now? You think Jose I, Ramirez now is going fuck? <laughs> well, I I think one of the ways you can be a little bit less than excited is this, and I think it's valid. Although I'm not going to get real worked up about it. But what's the one thing with the Dolans that you didn't have to worry about? The Dolans, you knew the Dolans are they love Cleveland. And they do a lot Mm -hmm. for Cleveland. And so the rumors are going to start, whether you like it or not, the rumors are going to start that this is an East Coast guy. He has no ties to Cleveland. He's not a Cleveland guy whatsoever. And he just Mm -hmm. bought the Guardians. And the Guardians hopefully can build up uh, uh, and and build up that payroll so they're not a bottom-of-the-barrel payroll anymore. They did that the last time they had a minority owner, by the way. uh, and and hopefully fans continue to support. But the biggest concern about this man potentially becoming the majority owner of the Guardians is what what does he have? What is there to make him want to keep this team in Cleveland? Yeah, and that's yeah, going to be that, a concern. And that's a good question. And you know, I, my answer to that is only an assumption. It's it's an assumption. So I have no idea. This is pure speculation on my part, but um, I, I think this sale will be contingent on the uh, Blitzer keeping, keeping the guardians in Cleveland, because like you said, Mike, the Dolans loving Cleveland so much, you would think that that would be, I, I wonder if that would be one of the contingencies for, to, for the sale of controlling interest is like, you're not going to move yeah. this team. So yeah, that, that's, that's my assumption. I, I think it's, I think it's, I think you're right. I think there could be something in there. But again, I don't know that they can put a lot into the contract of yeah. the sale other than you have to keep the team there through the lease. And when the lease is up, I mean, how, how long can a contract say you have to keep, keep a team in a city? I don't know. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's I think it's a that's been my only thing. You know me. I, I have an issue with the Dolans. I have an issue with if you can't afford to put a competitive salary number out there, then you can't afford to run your team. Right. And if it's dependent, if you're the salary number that you are putting out there, you're going to tell us is dependent upon attendance. Then you can't afford that team. And, but, but I will say the Dolans are good for, they do good things in Cleveland. I, you know, leave politics out of it. Cause I don't, I don't want to dive into that, but but they do good. They do like the Velasano. They're on like the Cleveland Clinic board. The the Dolan family does a lot of good things in the city of Cleveland. And so for all the things I want to scream at them and, and I want to like get my hands around and like, like shake them and be like, ah. how on earth 
can you not put together just like just give us like an average payroll would be nice right having said that you know that team ain't gonna go anywhere right and so that's always been like you know every time a lease comes up they're like oh nashville's looking for a team and this vegas is looking for a team and blah 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 now with this blitzer guy it's you know i think there's gonna have to be some real reassurances of like i want the cleveland guardians to be the cleveland guardians and they're not going anywhere right right hold on patrick's here you want to say hi oh no upstairs you can go up anytime you want otherwise we're gonna go up in like 10 minutes he wants to know when we're gonna go upstairs come here say hi what up, say hi buddy? everybody say what's what up, up chad buddy? oh he doesn't oh, want to. Oh, okay so yeah uh, otherwise until until the majority uh thing comes up and even until the 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 lease on the stadium is up it's really exciting because again the guy who now owns the kansas city uh royals i can't remember his name but he was a minority owner in the cleveland guardians and that's when you saw the guardians giving out contracts to guys like edwin encarnacion and you know that's when you saw the guardians saying hey yeah we'll spend 150 million dollars because they were getting an influx of money they're gonna have Good an influx of money Jim again johannesburg and this isn't this isn't a small influx of money this is 25 to 30 percent of a minority stake that got bought. That's a lot of money that can be put back into this team. And so we'll see. I don't know what that means for this year per se, but it might mean something. It might mean knowing that that's happening. It might mean when it comes to the trade deadline and maybe there's a player that's that's not just a rental. Maybe there's a player available that's a two or three year guy instead of just a couple month guy rental. Cause again, the way the guardians are playing, they're not gonna be sellers maybe this team goes for th- something like that. So it should be, it's, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. Good, good old Jim Johannesburg out there in Kansas city. The owner. That's, that's not that guy's name, but I don't feels remember. Feels like it is. Feels, nope. feels Jimmy, like... Jimmy Johan, Jimmy Johan. Ah, there it is. There it is. All right. Last thing. This one's kind of fun. I, I was going to talk about the U S open, but really who cares? Um, although I, I do want to really quickly. I thought like the PGA tour, the, the guys that went over to the, the Saudi Arabia tour, the LIV tour or whatever, Mm-hmm. We're like kicked off the PGA tour. They can still come and play the majors because it's an open, which means it's open to anybody. Oh, fine. Uh, well, I saw Phil Mickelson shot like a 200. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, yeah, go have, I mean, go, go ahead, take your 200 million from live and go. <laughs> Anyways, the last thing, this one's uh, interesting. Uh, Vince McMahon, the WWE, yeah. they made some news. Yeah. But but then it got real weird. And Chad, I want you to speak on this too. Vince McMahon says that he's going to step down as the CEO of the WWE. Uh huh. Which, as a guy who still likes to watch it, I was yeah. excited about because I do think he still lives in 1988. Yes. And and that's a problem. Yeah. If Tugboat uh, could still come out of the down the ramp, he would have him. Well, first of all, I think he's dead. And two, oh. he was also the. Um, uh, the Shockmaster in WCW, and that's ah, that's nice. an issue. Uh, but there's uh, maybe you, Chad, because I haven't read up much on it. But there's like a scandal going on. Vince McMahon says he's going to step down. Then he says Stephanie McMahon's going to take over. And then all of a sudden, Vince McMahon says he's going to be on TV tonight <laughs> yeah. to, to address this. So, like, are you stepping down, or are you on TV, or what's going on? So, uh, yeah. Chad, what do you know about what do you know about this? Is Vince McMahon the legendary Vince McMahon? going to be done running the WWE? I, I mean, I, if this investigation comes out to anything 
uh, uh, terrible. Like if, if his image is, is ruined by this, yeah, he will be. I mean, he's, he should be gone. He should have been gone years and years ago because it feels like he's just lost touch. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know with the, with the way the damning reports are coming out. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, $3 million in quote unquote hush money. Uh, so what, and, can you, and, can you just do a quick, like what you've read on it? Yeah, $3 million was paid in hush money to, um, I, I, I think I read up, it was either, a, it was like a 42-year-old paralegal that started out in WWE, or it was a young wrestler. I've, I've read both of those. I don't know which one is true, uh, but it was, I, I will tell you this, it's pretty ironic that the, the day after this uh, news comes out that Sasha Banks was released. Uh, so I will say that. Um, but, but yeah, $3 million paid hush money. I, I guess she was passed down to John Laurinaitis. Who's being implicated in this as well? Passed down to John Laronitis, quote unquote, as a toy uh, to, to to him. Um, yeah, it would, and John Laronitis is looking like he's losing his job, and Vince's right hand man Kevin Dunn is being accused of insider trading as well. So yeah, it's it's the WWE, the 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 the. Uh, front office or if i don't know what you would call it the, the 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 leadership in wwe is very very much in flux right now i know stephanie is being uh the ceo is taking over a ceo on an interim basis so i guess that's the idea that vince thinks he's going to be back but uh yeah dude it's it's pretty damning what's been out right now yeah it's it's i don't know it's just it's it, that's an interesting you know whether you like wrestling or not the WWE is a massive, massive entertainment company that's that again, when you think of what they do, traveling around the country, just selling out arenas yep. left and right. And the uh, world. <laughs> yeah, around the world. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they're a humongous, humongous company that a ton of people enjoy and watch, myself included, and Chad, yourself included. Uh, and so a, a huge kind of a controversy like this at the top to Vince McMahon, man, to, to see him. Listen, do I think that guy's an angel? No. Did I ever think he was? No, I think he's, I've always felt he's real slimy. I don't think anybody in that business is. I think if, I think if, uh, I think if you found uh, someone in that business, who's been together with someone for, you know, 25, 30 years, you, it's a big rarity, but something, something big enough to make that dude say, you know what? I'm going to step down. Yeah, <laughs> that's got to yeah. be big. That's got to be that's got to be like, whoa, like be, that's got to be crazy. Be interesting to see where this thing goes. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, again, uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of him running the company in general. Yeah. So uh, if they can kind of take this and run with it, it might not be the worst thing for the company. Sounds like but, Sasha Banks joined the Kiss My Ass Club. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As oh, <laughs> whoa, the old CMA Club, or no KMA? That's Kiss starts with a K. Kiss starts with a K. I know how to spell things. Kiss CMA. I know it. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, this was our first our first go at what we missed this week. Uh, again, uh, we hit on John Tortorella taking over as the the head man for the Flyers and Brandon Dubinsky's comments on that. We hit on David Blitzer and his minority stock with the Cleveland Guardians, and now Vince McMahon out uh, with the WWE, and we'll see what goes from there. But, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to do this every Friday, like we said. Uh, I think we'll get it on Twitch next week. Uh, we just did it on Twitter this week. But, 
yeah, uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you joined us uh, and you can look forward to it every week. And otherwise we got episode 121 coming next Tuesday. We'll announce if we can grab a special guest. We don't have any announcements yet. But we're working on a special guest for next Tuesday. We'll announce that uh, beginning of next week. And otherwise, if you have not listened to episode number 120 uh, with our buddy Doug Plagans, the radio voice of the Florida Panthers, formerly of the Cleveland Monsters, go do that. We talk about the Panthers. We talk about the Stanley Cup finals. uh, And then we talk about what else did we talk about? The Guardians, the Browns. Yeah, we did talk the, about the Guardians. The NBA Finals. The NBA, the NBA finals. finals, the Guardians. And and speaking of that, that's the last thing before we get out of here. Go Guardians, man. Swept the Rockies yeah. since we did that. Uh, huge, now, huge series uh, starting tonight. So. Tonight. And, and, and it's not that big of a series, but just get – if they can get a couple wins uh, against the Dodgers, it'd be great. And then you Whoa. go the, – the, the big series – The big, big series is coming up next week at Minnesota, the team in front of them in the Central Division. So that's huge. But this weekend should be a lot of fun watching them play against the Dodgers. So make sure you're tuned into that as well. Yeah, Uh, Chad, man, this has been a good time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we don't want to go much more than a half hour. So uh, go follow the show at The Garage Beers. Follow The OBR, our home, uh, at The OBR on Twitter. Uh, And that's going to do it for our little mini episode again until Tuesday for episode number 121. Uh, That's Chad at Garage Beers. Chad, I am Mike at Garage Beers. Mike, we will see you then. Cheers, everybody. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.